But I was in a car accident. And in that car accident, I should have not walked out of that accident alive. Wow. I should have died. Um, I was on the highway and the car flipped over in the air. Like in the movies, like Fast and Furious, it flipped over in the air multiple times. with Jay Blessed is a transparent look into the life and mind of a Caribbean woman having human experiences. Get into my mind as I share my most vulnerable thoughts and honest experiences. I'll take you on a roller coaster of emotions as you get to know someone who might share similar experiences with you. Some might make you speechless, you'll definitely laugh. Others might make you angry and some might even make you cry. But my very real, very raw, very relatable weekly podcast will always keep you coming back for more. Join me as I talk to myself, talk to you, and even talk to some special friends in my head. (laughs) In my head is an introspective look from a voyeuristic point of view. For a list of all my social channels and how you can connect with me, please view this episode's summary. To join in on the conversation, use the hashtag HeadWithJB. That's H-E-A-D-W-I-T-H-J-B. And follow me on Instagram at RealJBlessed and Twitter at JBlessed. Let's get in on the conversation together. Don't forget to log on to my official website, JBlessed.com. The human experience from a Caribbean perspective. Episode 34, Managing Your Mental Health During a Pandemic. In my head. Happy, happy, happy another day. (laughs) Normally, I would say Wednesday, but the way how things are set up right now, last week you got your episode on Friday. I don't know when this one is dropping, but it's dropping. I don't even know what day of the week it is right now. That's that's where we're at. Okay, bear with me, but I'm doing my best to stay consistent and deliver your weekly episodes of In My Head. So thank you, fam. Thank you, Jaybirds. Thank you, new listeners. Thank you, everyone under the sound of my voice for tuning in today. It's an amazing episode with a dynamic woman, and I'm so glad that you joined us. Listen, today I didn't even want to get out of my bed. It was one of those days. And I am so proud of myself. A year ago, I was in a messed up situation. Like a year ago, I was stuck in my bed. A year later, when I have all reasons to be there, I'm not. I refuse to be stuck even when I feel that way. I refuse to feel sad even when I feel that way. I refuse to stay uh, at a low place even though sometimes I feel that way. I refuse to be frustrated and I refuse to be anxious. I refuse to. So when I feel those feelings creeping in and sometimes they they tickle me and sometimes they come and drop kick me. (laughs) 
But when I feel those feelings, I am so grateful for the year that I took and the time that I've put into myself and into my healing to see them and to identify them and to call them my name and to feel them and to have them go through me and to release them and to shake myself off. Now, I know it's not easy for a lot of you to shake yourself off. It takes time. It takes discipline. It takes it takes healing and it takes a lot of growth to get to that place. But I guarantee you this particular episode will help you through. It is filled with so many nuggets of wisdom, so many helpful, helpful tips. And so no matter where you are in your mental space, this episode is guaranteed to be a powerful one. So please listen intently uh, and share it with your friends and family members. There are a lot of people who are silently silently battling with issues we do not know. They were doing that before coronavirus and whoa, COVID-19 is definitely amplifying it for a lot more people. So please, in everything that you do, please be kind. Please be kind. Please be kind. Um, I wanted to share something with you guys before I get into our episode. I found this um, this poem, I guess, written. I don't know who wrote this, but it's so beautiful and I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, but before I get there, just to remind you, your girl is on Instagram. <laughs> so make sure you're following me on Instagram at Real J Blessed. Make sure you're following me on Twitter. I'm tweeting a lot more these days at J Blessed. Um, and the website is there, jblast.com. Catch up on old episodes. Catch up on 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 old stories. Catch up on old writing pieces. Man, we got time now. Um, a lot of things are being canceled right now, right? We're we're into the third week of um, isolation of restricted movement of social distancing, and it really has changed a lot of. Of, of our normalcy for people. And so adjusting to new normals can often be hard. And this is the reason why I've titled episode 34, Managing Your Mental Health During a Pandemic. I did state to you last week on uh, episode 33 with Dr. Cindy Duke that this month of April, I will be focused on you know the effects of COVID-19. I want to send love out to my friends who have tested positive, who are in quarantine, my friends who've lost loved ones. Um, my love goes out to legendary Trinidadian DJ Papa Rocky, um, who was tested positive, but I heard that he's doing okay now. Um, but there are a lot of people who've lost their lives in New York City from the time our episode came out last week till now. It's um, it's depressing hearing those 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 numbers. It's depressing seeing videos of dead bodies being put into 18-wheeler trucks outside of hospitals because there are no more room in morgues. It is quite depressing to be, you know, consumed with all the information that comes out of the mouth of 45 because it's so conflicting and so confusing. Um, but it's essential that we focused on taking care of our mental health. And you know that in my head is specifically mental health focused from a Caribbean perspective. So please, please, I implore you, listen intently. Um, 
and take a deep breath, right? Everything is not canceled. The sun is not canceled. I'm outside recording um, because I wanted to sit in the sun. So if you hear background noise, it's because I wanted to be in the element. I'm on my roof. The sun is not canceled. Spring is not canceled. Relationships are not canceled. You could be working on that right now. Love is not canceled. We need to give a lot more love right now. Reading is not canceled. Pick up that book that you bought a couple of months ago that you still have not read. Devotion is not canceled. Music is not canceled. Imagination is not canceled. Kindness is not canceled. Conversations are not canceled. And above all, hope is not canceled. And I wanted to share with you that 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 piece that I saw such a beautiful piece. Uh, it says, We fell asleep in one world and woke up in another. Suddenly, Disney is out of magic. Paris is no longer romantic. New York doesn't stand up anymore. The Chinese wall is no longer a fortress and Mecca is empty. Hugs and kisses suddenly become weapons and not visiting parents and friends become an act of love. Suddenly you realize that power, beauty, and money are worthless and can't get you the oxygen you're fighting for. The world continues its life and its beauty. It only puts humans in cages. I think it's sending us a message and that message is, you are not necessary. The air, earth, water, and sky without you are fine. When you come back, remember that you are my guests, not my masters. I thought that was so powerful. Um, I'll post it in the show notes so you can have that. Or maybe I'll post it on my Instagram. So make sure you're following me at Real J Blast to get that. In the meantime, in between time, uh, yeah, y'all are going to hear a lot of background noise. Bear with me. We're recording from home. I'm not in the studio. You can go there. But if you hear Mrs. Softy, then you will understand. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you know how I feel about this. But I can't, I can't, I can't do nothing about it. It's spring in New York. Okay, like, this is where we at. <laughs> but thank you for being patient. Thank you for loving your girl. Um, thank you. In the meantime, I want to get ready to introduce you to our next guest. This is In My Seneca Williams LMHC is an online therapist and international professional coach for careerpreneurs and entrepreneurs. Seneca helps her clients to beat their business anxiety and burnout to start and grow their online businesses that match and replace their nine to five income. Seneca is a friend of mine and I'm so grateful to have her as a guest on episode 34. Jay Birds, help me welcome Seneca Williams. <laughs> Hi, Seneca. Hello, Jamie, and thank you for having me here. Definitely happy to talk about this subject with you and your audience. Thank you so much. And I know your focus really uh, is for entrepreneurs, but you are a licensed mental health coach, right? And so this, this, your, your, you span across not just. Uh, careerpreneurs, but also everyday people, uh, kids, anyone that that has a, a mental health um, issue or problem that they need resolving. Correct? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So I have been working in behavioral health and mental health for the past 12 years. In that time, I have worked with children up to from four years old up to adults that are 74 years old. So I have experience in the assessment and the diagnosis and treatment of um, all the mental health disorders, developmental uh, disabilities, intellectual disabilities, um, you know, the anxiety disorders, major depressive disorders, grief, life transitions, domestic violence. Basically, um, I've had experience working with all these populations, except I haven't worked in the prison system, but I have worked with criminal justice as well. So, yes, I am um, licensed and able to handle everyone. So before we continue, I just want to preface this. Y'all, y'all know I'm recording from my house, right? Now, y'all know I'm in New York. So if you hear Mr. Softy pass by, because I am just tired. <laughs> I am tired of this ice cream truck driving by every day when we need to be practicing social distancing. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is real life. This is real life. And what you're showing them is how to keep cool when you can't control what's going on outside. Listen. Right? Yo, I wanted to throw some hot water on Mr. Softy. I, I did a live about this. I'm like, yo, every goddamn day, Mr. Softy is driving by here. Why? Why? Where is he washing his hands? Then he's want. Then he wants to give softies and ice creams and smoothies to, to who the kids. And then your kids not supposed to be outside. So now they're hearing Mr. Softy drive by and trying to challenge your parenting. Well, I just want an ice cream, mom. <laughs> Yo, fire button, Mr. Softy, right there. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Softy is trying to get his coins, and New York is a top, you know, New York is, y'all special. I, I've been in New York for 30-something years, so I know how New Yorkers think. They're like, we're fine, we're good, we're all right. I love it. I just want the listeners to know, listen, this is the actual soundtrack of New York City. You might hear some sirens, just know I'm outside because it's 63 degrees today, the day that I'm recording, and I'm so grateful for that. So, Seneca, we're going to talk about a bunch of different things, including how the weather plays in to our mental health, including what's happening with businesses right now uh, during the pandemic and the effects of COVID-19. So before we get into that, I want to ask you more about who is Seneca Williams? Oh, I like that question. So I like that question because I don't feel like I fit in a box, right? Um, I'm so many different things. So professionally, um, people know me as a licensed therapist, and they also know me as a professional coach. So those are two different things um, many people don't understand. But with therapy, I help people with mental health disorders. I help them work through their emotions, challenges from their past. But um, I also help people in goal setting and making sure that they're performing at the best of their ability or helping them to plan out their career or plan out their businesses. The emotional side of it mostly, because a lot of what we experience is in our head, right? Like your, you know, your podcast, right? We're yep. in our head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Go ahead, girl. <laughs> right? So there's that. Then there's the other side of me that I really 
have worked on myself personally from childhood to now. So mental health isn't just my career. It's like a lifestyle for me. Like I don't just talk to people from like the textbooks. I talk to people from real world experiences that I've had growing up as a Caribbean um, American girl. I was born in St. Vincent, raised in Brooklyn. So I know all about the Caribbean life and the Caribbean American life and how that also plays into mental health. Because as you know, in the Caribbean, we don't really have any conversations about mental health. It's kind of non-existent. Still tabooed. (laughs) Tabooed. And there's a lot of stigma and we kind of shun anyone that talks about it. So growing up, I was taught and I learned that it is shameful to experience different emotions and I went through a lot of anxiety a lot of depression post-traumatic stress disorder I didn't even know that's what I was going through until I became a young adult and I was like I don't think this is normal like when I started going out around other people I was like yeah I'm something's not right let me seek out support and that was around 19 years old that I realized let me try to get help for my mental health so this is like a lifestyle for me it's not just what I do as a profession and then there's the other side of me that I just love to have fun I love my soca music I like dancing and traveling and eating and all this stuff we all do we miss it girl Yes. (laughs) So I am a lover of enjoying good things and and fun and food and sunshine. Guess what? Guess what? Mm -hmm. Mr. Softy is pulling off the goddamn block, yo. Somebody just round of applause. (laughs) He got his two coins. He's off the block. Thank you, Jesus. Bless him. He's probably so happy. So you had this this epiphany within yourself at the age of 19 that what you were going through wasn't really normal. You needed to talk about it. And I'm guessing that was a pivotal time in your life um, that helped you choose your career path. Let's delve a little bit into your family history because I do believe that, you know, the socialization process of any person begins at home. What... Where did you grow up? Who did you grow up around? What in your household shaped who you became? So it's interesting that you say that. Um, I actually didn't know I wanted to become a therapist or have anything to do with mental health until I was about 28. Wow. So it was a journey. Yeah. <laughs> I was in denial. <laughs> so wow. when I was growing up, um, I grew up in what people would call a good household. Um, I had mom and dad at home. Both of them were employed. We were a middle-class family, you know, like the Cosbys. We were the Cosbys, the Caribbean Cosbys. So people saw us as what you want to become as the American dream. You come to America, you get a house, you know, we lived in Brooklyn in a pretty good neighborhood in Flatbush. So many of my friends didn't have two-parent households. They didn't grow up in a house. They either lived in like apartments or the projects or something like that. So when they were looking at me and my family, they were like, oh my God, like that is definitely, you know, the ideal situation. And what made it challenging for me was we were not the ideal situation. There was domestic violence. Mm. There was infidelity. There Mm. was emotional abuse. There was trauma. And because of all of that, having to mask that going out every day, 
right? Right. Added an additional layer of, of stress and anxiety. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and you see, so, this so, is this yeah. is this is also why we should never judge. And we should never envy anyone for their circumstances because you don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Are you an only child? So I am not an only child. I have a brother from my mom, but as many Caribbean people know, usually daddy has some children, right? So you know all about that. Oh, the hell I do. Oh, okay. So I actually, you know, I do know some families, they have like 20 other siblings. So it's not like that bad, but I do have six siblings in total from my dad's side of family. So I'm the baby of three girls and then he had three boys. So he has three boys and three girls. And I didn't grow up with them. I actually didn't meet them until I was an adult. I think I was in college at the time when I actually met them face to face. So I knew that they existed, but I didn't grow up with them. I just grew up with my brother that was from my mom. Okay. So we're getting a bit of an idea of, you know, your background, um, your upbringing, your family. All these things help shape who we are. All these experiences shape who we become, right? Um, And so you had, you, you finally decided to take up your calling at 28, and pursue um, a career in mental health, correct? Yes. What was that transition I, like? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I, I am <laughs> laughing because, like, you know, people all, often think, like, oh, my God, she has it all together. She chose this career. Mm. I was a hot mess. I Come don't know on. But I was a hot-ass mess. No, <laughs> you know what? Listen, you know we keep it real raw and relatable. <laughs> On in my head, I want you to tell us how much of a hot ass mess you were. Okay, there's so, a testimony. Let me see. Um, <laughs> I think I went to probably four different colleges. I changed majors, I don't know how many times, and I've had start and stop of different careers probably about 10 times. So between 19 and 28, like, I was a model. Jeez. (laughs) Yep, I was. I was a model. I was going to be an actress. (laughs) I was a real estate agent. (laughs) I went to school for nursing. Um, I was working in accounting, uh, accounts tables. (laughs) Like, I was doing all kinds of stuff, right? You're a West Indian woman. We have 15 (laughs) jobs, girl. Right, 15 jobs. And all through that, you want to know what was the craziest thing. In my mind, I was like, one, I had to get out of my house because of the situation. So a lot of my confusion in my career was like, what is the thing that I can do to get out of here fast, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing I thought of was, let me do IT, uh, let me get into computers because a lot of people don't realize back in like 98, 99, if you went into computers at that time, like you were getting paid, mm-hmm. at least paid for that time and for that age. You were getting paid. So I was thinking, let me get into computers. So I had all kinds of careers and ideas, but it really was um, motivated by I got to make money fast and I got to get out of my house. The mm-hmm. second thing was, I always wanted to be an attorney. Mm -hmm. Like I had this thing about wanting to help people and I wanted to be an attorney. So I actually had got a paralegal certificate after getting a bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. because I wanted to work in law and I worked in law up until I was 28. 
So, like, it's a journey. That's why I started laughing because I was like, actually, it didn't really, I didn't really just choose to be a therapist. Wow. Um, even though I know I had um, mental health stuff going on, even though I was aware of it and I knew it was a career, people were like, oh, you don't want to do that. You're not going to make any money. Or it just didn't click to me until 2008. And how it clicked was me almost dying. Wow. Tell us about that time. So during that time, you know how um, you probably hear in my background too because it's warm in Florida, so people are listen. We don't want to. We don't want to hear how nice and sunny <laughs> okay. it is in Florida. Okay. Just letting you know, you hear that in the background. That's what's going on. They're outside enjoying the heat. They should. So um, that was pretty much one of like you know how people say. I had a rock bottom. Yeah. I would say 2008 was one of those rock bottoms. 2008, I found myself laid off mm-hmm. from a pretty prominent law firm because of the recession. Mm-hmm. So I'm laid off from this law firm and I felt relief initially because I was like, you know what? I don't want to be an attorney. I don't even like the attorneys that I'm around. Come on. And the only reason I want to be an attorney when I connected the dots and did my own processing was my parents would be happy with me. Wow. They would be proud. Mm-hmm. They could brag about me. I would probably feel loved. Wow. Wow. Powerful. So you're doing it for more of acceptance? I was doing it for validation, validation. for acceptance, mm-hmm. for recognition, for all the wrong reasons. Externally and External. not right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. This is so layered. I thank you so much, Seneca, for just pouring out your heart and sharing parts of your stories. Um, you are a single mother. Mm-hmm. Um, how How is it navigating your career um, and being a single mom and, uh, and and sharing custody and things like that. The beginning years, like that rock bottom, that was difficult because it was new co-parenting. So there was a lot of going back and forth about finances and money. But I was in a car accident. And in that car accident, I should have not walked out of that accident alive. Wow. I should have died. Um, I was on the highway and the car flipped over in the air, like in the movies, like Fast and Furious. It flipped over in the air multiple times. I wasn't injured. I walked out and I said, this is God. Wow. Why I'm still standing here. That that was your coming to Jesus moment. That was my coming to Jesus moment. I was like, okay. um, I asked God for forgiveness for the times that I thought I wanted to end my life. I also asked him, well, then, if you don't want me to be an attorney and all this other stuff isn't working out, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? Mm. Just real play like that. Like, what do you want from me? Because I'm still alive. <laughs> so, Why do you have me here? Right. Why am I here still? Because I should be dead. Right. And the, the response that I got, and it was almost like a voice. It said, save lives. Wow. Yeah, save lives. Uh, I just want to sit and bask uh, in this revelation of yours in this moment. Um, sending love out to everyone who who is listening to the sounds of our voices, who've been at that position before, been at that dark place before, where, where they thought of taking their own lives. 
you are here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Please stay in the game. And especially now when we're dealing with this global pandemic, and you talked about 2008 when you were laid off during that recession, and we're going through another recession at this moment. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were fired right before this. A lot mm-hmm. of people are laid off, followed. A lot of people are not working and are probably going through a lot. So let's transition into um, the work that you do. And I'm grateful that you're sharing your background because I tell people all the time, I may not be a doctor. I may not have degrees in certain things, but I have experience. And experience sometimes is the greatest teacher. And so I'm grateful that you are still here, Seneca, and that you're using your gifts and your talents to save lives. There are people listening to this episode right now that you are going to impact tremendously. And this is the reason why you're here. So thank you. In my head. Thank you. Um, I thank you so much. I take every opportunity that I have to talk about not only mental health, but my own experience. And it's so important that people know that I'm a person too, Right. right? So when I'm talking to them about anxiety and depression and that you can start with nothing or lose it all, You can go through a recession and start over. Because when I started this career, it was coming out of a recession. Mm -hmm. It is possible for you. Right. It's possible to lose everything and gain more than you ever had before. It's all about your mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So let's dig dig deep into how we're managing our mental health during this pandemic. So today I saw um, a, a quick video on my Insta from Dr. Sim. I love Dr. Sim so very much. She's a former guest of the show. And she was talking today about a lot of people are going through these different emotions. And she was asking that you call it by name and that you feel it, that you know, call it by name. What are you feeling? I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling irritated. I'm feeling cranky. I'm feeling upset. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling confused. But above all, everyone at this point in time is actually going through a bit of grief because life that we knew a month ago, a month and a half ago, has paused. It stopped. It doesn't exist right now. And for a lot of people, they're going through grief, not just because they can't leave their homes or they can't go to work or they can't be social, but also they have friends who are now COVID-19 positive. They have friends and families that have died because of this disease. In addition to they're dealing with depression, they're dealing with substance abuse because a lot of us are dealing, uh, you know, getting a glass here and there. Or um, now the <laughs> New York State had bars and not bars, but um, liquor stores open as an essential business. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it should be essential. We need to drink. But in a grand scheme of things, for those people who suffer with substance abuse, that that may not be a good idea. In addition to there are a lot of people who are stuck at home with their abuser. I want to first say I am very concerned 
um, people are concerned about COVID, and I'm actually very concerned about mental health right now. Right. I'm concerned because there isn't one person right now that I can talk to that is not going through either acute anxiety, acute stress disorder, or grief. Right. The problem is some people either do not have the awareness, they didn't name it, they don't know what they're experiencing, or because of stigma, will not acknowledge it and get support. Right. And I'm concerned about the residual effects of... Like you said, you're being stuck at home with people that you're walking on eggshells because you're afraid to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing because what are they going to do to me? How are they going to treat me? Mm -hmm. Are they going to hit me? You are isolated. So now you're alone. You don't have friends or family to talk to and reach out to and do Zoom parties with and Zoom happy hours. It's just you. And your only socialization was when you went out to work. Right. In addition I'm to the flip, yeah. in addition to the flip side of that, not not just for victims, but also the people who are not aware that your frustration, you are not releasing that energy in a positive way. You're taking it out on other people. You're taking out that misplaced anger and and frustration on people that you're supposed to love and care for. That's not healthy. You know, and, and bringing that to their, to their awareness. It may be a normal thing because that's what you're used to doing, but it's not healthy. And now that both people, let's just say, you know, in a husband-wife scenario, they both can't go outside. They're stuck. In addition to the children who may be stuck in a situation like that, right? Yes. So, Sonica, how do we identify um, anxiety? Most people identify anxiety or any mental health symptoms. They identify it from the physical first. One, it's just easier for people to identify my stomach hurts or my my heart is beating really fast or I feel like I can't breathe. My chest feels tight. Um, I, I can't sleep the way that I used to sleep or I didn't really eat today or I can't stop eating. You know, that's the stuff that people notice first. They notice the physical stuff is going on, like a headache that can't go away. And I'm experiencing it, too, because if you think about about what's going on, this is absolutely unnatural. We were dropped in the middle of a, a movie, right? Like one of these epic action horror disaster movies. We were dropped in the middle of this without any preparation, right? Without you know, any idea of how it's going to be resolved. So all of us are experiencing these things in different ways. For myself, I've been getting a lot more headaches or I notice tension. I notice like my neck or my back is achy, like it feels tight. So that's what people notice first. They notice these physical symptoms. And and in addition, you see how much, uh, how social we are as people, right? Even doing like, you know, meetups on on Zoom or virtual meetings with your team, it's not the same. It's not the same as being in a room with people, feeding off that natural energy. You know, it's different. You can't do that. Right. All right. Because we're human. Humans are, you know, by nature, we're supposed to be connected. You know, when you yeah. think of the hierarchy of needs, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, 
um, love and belonging are very important. We need physical touch. We need to be around people because we're human. We're designed that way, not to be in isolation. So this is just unnatural. I was just going to interject. One of my um, my friends on Instagram wanted me to cover isolation as well, and we're we're doing that right now. So we're talking about you know we mentioned before you know being in a family situation or, or living with other people. There are a lot of people who live alone, right? There are a lot of people, not just the elderly, but there are a a lot of young people who reside by themselves and are dealing with social isolation right now. During this whole social distancing thing, they can't go outside. They don't. They may not be near family members. They really are living alone. What advice do you have for people who find themselves alone during this time? For those who are alone, I usually try to find out who their supports are. Like if they have supports of any kind, is there any family member? Are there any friends? And if they don't have family or friends, I tell them to try to seek out community. um, Because even though they can't have that physical connection, still having an emotional connection is going to be important. Um, It's going to be something, having an emotional connection. So if they can find a community online to emotionally connect, that's something that they can do. Now, on another note, I would suggest therapy as well, because some people have a hard time being alone with themselves and their thoughts. Right. Right. We're going to get into therapy as a resource at the end of the episode and give you guys some resources. Um, but my, my, my Jaybirds know how I feel about therapy. I am a, uh, an advocate for therapy. I'm always talking about, uh, about the need, especially in our black and brown communities, to have a therapist. You have a, you have a nail technician, you have a hairdresser and a barber. You need to have a therapist on payroll too. You use your mind every day. All right. So I wanted to ask you some tips for anxiety that we can do right now in this present state of a global pandemic. And, you know, we might be bouncing around here and there, but if you do have some tips for us, specifically for those who are dealing with high heightened levels of anxiety, what would you advise them to do? Five things. Okay, so I'm actually going to go through the five things that I've been doing with my clients this current week, right? Like last week and this week, these are the actual things that we've been discussing. And one of those things is self-preservation. Got it. We are traumatizing ourselves by reading numbers and the news and sharing these articles they're traumatizing us so i've been telling people to reduce your anxiety around this please limit how much you're engaging with news and how much you're having conversations and arguments online with people or even your family if you're talking about it self-preservation requires you to protect your mind guard your mind guard your heart right now So that's one thing I've been telling them. The second thing is because we just got dropped into sitting at home and and either we're laid off or working from home, you need to create a whole new routine, a whole new normal. And the only thing that we have control of right now, as you know, Jamie, is what we do in our head and in our house. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. it. We have control over nothing else. So at the very minimum, 
what are you doing? Are you waking up and not showering? Like people are telling right. me they wake up and they don't shower. They don't get dressed at the very basics. Like go back to basics. I need to wake up. I need to shower. I need to get dressed. I need to eat a meal. Right. Um, what am I going to do today? You know, what would your normal day have been if mm-hmm. we did not have COVID-19 as a threat, right? right? Like still right. get up in the morning, still take a shower, still prepare for work and go mm-hmm. at your desk and, you know, like write or go outside or exercise or, or do something different, but create a normal and maybe even have a to-do list for the day, yes. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, have a have a schedule for today. And it, it doesn't have to, like people be thinking, oh, I, I'm, I'm tired because we're experiencing a lot of fatigue and, yeah. and being tired. Yeah. And I'm like, so schedule in time to sit still. Right. Schedule in time to breathe. Right. Schedule in time to stretch. Do yoga. Schedule time to dance. Take a dance Seneca. break. Everybody on TikTok right now. Seneca, they got time, okay? Before they used to say, I ain't got no time. You, ha- you have time. Okay, we don't want to hear it. You have time. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, so exactly. That was, that was two. What's number three? Okay. So three is self-care. Nice. Um, I learned that a lot of people do not have any idea what self-care is. They think it's just getting their hair and nails done. So they don't really have coping skills. They don't know how to take time to breathe. And they don't know how to spend time writing or exercising or sleep is self-care, yes. prayer. So it's going back to what is making me feel good, what's self-soothing for me, like outside of alcohol or, you know, outside of calling your boo. Right. You know? right, right. Like what is soothing for you internally that you have control over, that you can do? It's getting back to what's self-soothing for me, what makes me feel good, energized me and soothes me figuring out what that is so that's three wonderful number four I tell people in therapy what we do is cognitive behavioral therapy we do a lot of that and basically how I break that down in layman's terms for people is think feel do Mm. pay attention to what you're thinking if you're having thoughts that are going all into the dark crevices and corners of you know, the disasters that could happen, pay attention to that and pull your mind back to to the present moment. We can't think about what's going to happen six months from now. We don't know. So pay attention to your thoughts, feelings. What are you feeling right now? It's okay to be like, I don't feel okay. I feel sad. I feel frustrated. I'm disappointed. I'm, you know, grieving all this loss. I feel feel alone. Yeah. I feel alone. It's okay to feel, feel it. Like, don't run away from the feeling. And then do. What are you doing, right? Are you just sitting still and and mulling over, you know, I can't believe this happened? You know, are you doing something that is sabotaging yourself? Like, what actions are you doing right now? Because if you're doing something that's not helping you, then you need to change it to something that is helping you. So think about what you're doing. Think, feel, and do. Allow yourself time to process what's going on inside. Wonderful. And number five. And number five is therapy. I know it's taboo. I know, especially in the Caribbean community, black and brown people have a hard time identifying that, yes, you too Yes, you listening need to go to therapy. <laughs> right. 
You do. And, and, and now you can find an excuse why you couldn't go before because you didn't have time. There are a lot of therapists doing teletherapy at this moment. There is an app for that. And your friend is not your therapist. Okay? No. We're talking about a licensed <laughs> mental health caretaker seeking therapy. Let's expound on that a little bit more, Seneca. Okay. Because, you, so, you, you know, okay. you would say that your mind is your emotional gym, right? Right. I said, think of therapy as an emotional gym for your mind, right? So you go to the gym because you want to look good. You want to feel good, right? You want to whatever. You have goals for why you go to a gym. You can go to therapy without having a diagnosis. And that's something that people don't understand. They think that you have to crash or hit rock bottom or, you know, have suicidal thoughts. They think that you cannot go to therapy just to talk about how you feel. That's exactly when you need to go. You need to go before you crash, before you have a breakdown. Preventative care. Preventative care, absolutely. So for those, thank you so much for those five tips, Seneca. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Self-preservation, a new normal, self-care, think, feel, and do. And lastly, seek therapy. I love that. For those people who find themselves in a really dark place right now, and there are many of them, okay? For those people, what advice do you have for them? That really, really deep, dark place where they have these haunting thoughts. And now that they're home, they're stuck in their beds. They're stuck in a very vibrating and low levels um, feeling deeply depressed. Okay. What advice so do you have for them? My advice for them, right? Because we already said all those things and we said seek therapy, but in this dark place, in this moment, right? That you're in the darkness. One, it's, I just have to do the next thing. The next thing could be, I just have to get up and eat something. Right. I have to nourish myself. The next thing, I just have to go and take a shower and clean myself. The next thing, I just have to breathe. Yeah. I just have to do the next thing because this is a storm that I'm weathering. And I think it's Maya Angelou that said storms run out of rain or run out of water. I just have to sit in the eye of this storm and do what is right in front of me. That's all I have to do. I don't have to create. I don't have to build. There's a lot of pressure right now to perform. Yes. I don't have to perform. I don't have to do any of that. I just have to stay alive. Mm. And then the storm is going to end. And then I can come out of this storm and do what I have to do. Once you have life, you have hope. And I am so grateful that you gave that message, Seneca, of just the next thing. Even if it's just getting up out of your bed to take a shower. Water is so soothing. Water has such therapeutic healing benefits. Just even being under a hot shower can heal you. (laughs) Even for a couple of hours and having some tea or getting something to eat or watching a funny movie, right? Or calling a friend or reading a book or being still. 
something you said before, and it's so it rings so true. A lot of people right now under the pressure to perform, especially in the social media age, where if you don't come out of this, you know, um, social distancing or isolation with the with the next multi million dollar idea or the next best selling book or the next movie, it's not that you didn't have time; you just lack discipline. I saw mm-hmm. that somewhere. I saw that too. I'm actually writing about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I I wanted to know who the, f- I want to know who the hell wrote that shit, because for a lot of people, this really is, and I've been saying it a lot, a season to be still. In this season of being still, even if it means resting, physically sleeping. You're allowing your body to regenerate. You're allowing your body to heal itself by getting rest. And from a mental health perspective, being still, being relaxed, being at peace does wonders for your mind and your spirit, as opposed to putting unnecessary pressure to write a book. Check, sir, son. Somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you just mm-hmm. sit down for a bit? Like, this is a <laughs> pandemic. What the hell? <laughs> like, seriously, it's a pandemic. It's it's not it's not it's it's not a competition. Mm-hmm. What do you absolutely? What what do you think of of that particular meme that's been you know just going all over the place? It's not that you didn't have time; you lacked discipline. So. This is actually what I'm writing um, about right now. I actually got the spirit to write about this because it's triggering for many people. I work with a lot of professionals, high achievers, entrepreneurs, and that can trigger a lot of anxiety and it makes them feel as if they're failing. And incompetent, yep. And incompetent and it, it can make them feel like something's wrong with them. And that's a lot of pressure in a crisis, right? If someone came to work and said, you know, my cousin died or, you know, someone in my family sick, you wouldn't be like, oh, well, you should write a book. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the hell. But, <laughs> but I can play devil's advocate with this, right? So this is the thing about it. Um, and and the thing about it is to thine own self be true. Right. There are going to be some people that come out of this with a book or a million dollar idea. And there are some people, like you said, that are sitting in a dark place right now and all they could do is the next thing. Either one of them is okay. And I've been both. Yeah. I think the objective right now is to come out of this alive and sane. (laughs) Right? Just to come out alive. Right. And, 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 And there's no pressure for you to perform if you feel that performing helps you cope through then by all means create produce thrive but if you all you gotta do and all you can do is just get up every day and just breathe and then make it to the next day then we okay with it Okay, we are okay with it. We understand. We all trying to make it out of this alive and in our right minds. So please be easy on yourself. In my head. 
Now, Seneca, (laughs) we will be uh, panelists on an upcoming summit, a virtual summit at at, at it. Hold on a second. Let me get my information together. (laughs) Shout out to my girl, Eva, uh, of Soka Mom fame. Make sure you go on her website, Soka Mom. She is having the first ever Soka Mom Summit happening April 10th and 11th. Seneca, you were invited to be a guest, and it so happens we're going to be on the same panel. <laughs> I am thrilled to be on there. This is going to be big. This is important. It's necessary, especially now. Most definitely. So, Seneca and I will definitely be a part of Soka Moms Summit, the Soka Mom Summit. Please go on the website, SokaMomSummit.com. It takes about 30 seconds to register. It is free. There's nothing to download. It's just going to be a streaming uh, summit with a bunch of different activities and and discussions. And our our, our particular panel is called An Intimate Discussion on Mental Health in the Caribbean Community. It's happening on April 10th. From 415. All of this information and more on who the speakers are is available on SilkMomSummit.com. In my head. Okay, Sonica, as we're about to wrap up, I am so grateful that you took time out of your day. And I just wanted to send some energy, some good, positive, healthy energy to people who are, you know, just not feeling like themselves. These days, they're struggling through. They're trying their best to manage and cope and maintain and stay sane and feel okay. Um, And I wanted you to come on and just from your level of expertise, just share helpful tips for us. But in closing, is there anything else you wanted to share with my Jaybirds and those who are listening to In My Head today? First, right, I'd like to share with them that um, all they have to do right now is get through the next day. And we were not taught that. We were taught that's lazy, that's not productive. All you have to do right now is get through the next day. So that's one thing. Therapy. Therapy, I would love for the stigma to end. I'd love for you to get support. If you want to ask me any questions at all, email me, support at SenecaWilliams.com, S-E-N-E-C-A, Williams.com. You can find me on all social media as Ask Sen. I can answer any questions that you have for you. If you want to work with me, I can help you in Florida, New York, and New Jersey. And I'm also offering a sliding scale fee because many people have lost income, either through their job or their businesses. So ask me about the slide and scale fee for either a 60-minute or 30-minute session during this crisis. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And before we close, is there anybody you want to shout out real quick, Gil? <laughs> Beg up your people. <laughs> well, actually, right now, shout-outs to Soka Mom for holding this summit. I actually told somebody recently, I was like, if anything I come out of this and I do, because really I'm trying to stay alive, I want to spread this message to end the mental health stigma and get people into therapy. Yes. So she's giving this platform for me to do so. Thank you so much for that. 
Wonderful. Seneca Williams, my dear friend, thank you so very much for making time out of your busy schedule to come on In My Head and just vibe with us. Tell us more about who you are. Give us some helpful tips and to remind us that there is no shame in seeing a therapist. Thank you, Seneca. Thank you, Jamie. And I thank your audience as well for having me. And I look forward to being in touch with all of you. Wonderful. Thank you, hon. Yet again, thank you so much, Seneca Williams. Thank you so much, my dear sis, for joining us today on In My Head. You are amazing. I pray that you guys uh, follow up and reach out to Seneca. She is a beautiful spirit in human form. Um, And let me give you the information. You can follow her on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Ask. Coach Sen. That's A S K C O A C H S E N. All this information will be in this episode's show notes. In the meantime, before I end, I wanted to do something that I normally do in the past and I haven't done in a couple of months. I wanted to say thank you to people who are leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. And don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, um, 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 SoundCloud, Pandora. <laughs> um, but back in December, December 29th, uh, LSA28 left a, a review on Apple Podcasts that stated, this podcast helped me reach out for therapy and my life has positively changed drastically within six months. Amazing podcast that I can hear clearly. Topics are to the point and filled with awesome advice for anyone. Love the sound effects. Every episode is packed with many takeaways, but there's always that one thing that is said that sticks with you. Thank you, Jay. Thank you so much. Um, Lila's mom on January 9th wrote, This podcast has helped me through some of my darkest days. I just want to say thank you for doing this, for saying and discussing things that we think of but don't know how to explain. Thank you so much, dear. Um, back on March 3rd, Reef wrote, I'm officially a Jaybird. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie, for your limitless compassion, humorous personality, and transparency. I have binged listened to all your podcasts. Your content is extremely informative, at times tugged on my heartstrings, and made me want to get my life. You are a modern-day Oprah. I pray God bless you immensely, makes his face to shine on you, grant you peace, and enlarge your territory. Be blessed always. Thank you so much, Reef. Um, Svetlana, back on March, wrote, oh, hell yes. I love this podcast. Jay keeps it real. And I love the information that her guests share about their journeys. This is a great podcast. And the last review was on March 28th by B Podcast 11, wrote, I love this podcast. It's real raw and authentic. The stories told by Jay and her guests are so inspiring and informative. It's also funny and it feels like I'm sitting with a couple of close friends talking, looking forward to more content. Thank you so much, guys. And don't forget, I'd be so honored if you 
have gained some valuable information. If this podcast has been a blessing to your life or that of your friends, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure it's five stars and make sure it's positive. Make sure it's five stars and make sure it's positive. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's been another week. I am so grateful. Listen, I'm doing the same as you. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying my best. Trust me, I'm trying my best. And uh, that's all we can do, right? Just make it through this day. And so thank you. Thank you. Amidst the noise, literally, right? Amidst the noise that you hear in my background, but amidst the noise in the world, please find time for yourself. Please find time to be still please find time to take care of your mental health. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to another episode of In My Head.